welcome welcome everybody it is lovely to see you all again here on zoom oh brilliant i miss you guys <laughs> i want to see you never mind we'll get there in the end we have communion later on today so um if you haven't got your bits and pieces um then then just go and grab those um this week we have house group so tomorrow night there will be house group with um the uh book here that uh, most of you have probably got and there is a new onward which i think was delivered on friday and everybody else will get it in the email on tuesday uh there is a church council meeting on thursday we have so many notices this week um so if you have that will be at five past eight after the key workers clap so uh five past eight on zoom the links and the phone numbers are all um in the email last week and will be again this week um and if you have anything for the um agenda can you let john know straight away when do you need to know by tomorrow thank you very much and if you can't make it let me know and if you can't make it can you please let him know thank you very much um and finally at the end of the meeting today we will do the breakout rooms again so we can chit chat to one another um and so if you want to hang around for that please do it, it's Thank lovely to, to do that okay let's let's pray and let's come into the presence of god in our homes and start our service together father god we acknowledge that you are lord and king over everything Father, I thank you that we are able to meet together and that we can praise and worship and pray and hear your word and be challenged and um, we can be continue to be molded and shaped into the people that you want us to be in these current circumstances. Lord, we look forward with anticipation uh, to what you have for us this morning. We know that you are a good God and that everything is in your hands so god we want to just lift up to you this time that we have and ask that you will uh, be lord and sovereign and have your way amen let's uh, let's join in a song that we learned earlier this year um i raise a hallelujah we're going to do this one by video and then john's going to come on the piano a bit later on for some more songs later on let's join in I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a
Fiona is now going to share an idea that she shared with me a little while ago and I said yes please do share that uh, so she's going to just uh, take herself off mute now um, which we didn't do. <laughs> Go for it Fiona. Um, I was just thinking that while we're not meeting and we're digging into the Bible hopefully yes but you know I thought that what would be brilliant for when we come back again is if everybody has a verse that they could share from this time. So um, the ideal would be if you could learn that verse and then when we come back, we could take it in turns in the services to share the verse and get everybody to, to learn it or at least hear why it touched you and how living and active God is in, in his word in this time. So that was it. Learn a verse. If you can't learn it, don't worry. Remember where it came from and then you can share just that. And if you don't want to share it at the front of church, somebody from the front of church can do it. It can be done. But it would be good if we could all share something like that because God is saying, something different to everybody and it will be a blessing and an encouragement I think the end <laughs> absolutely thank you so um yeah if you've had a bible verse that uh, that's been touching you during this time or if in fact one occurs to you and happens you know before the end of this time then grab hold of it um, now, I'd had one of those moments this week, uh, which is why I asked Fiona to share that. You know how you, you read a, a verse and you think, how have I never seen that in the Bible before? It's like it was never there. But I mean, I know it was. But <laughs> anyway, so I, I've been trying to learn it. So I'm going to try and do that now for you. Here's pressure live on Zoom. Um, it was from Psalm 143, verse 10. And it says, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Amen, 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 and amen to that. That was Psalm 143, verse 10. All right, I've remembered that for a couple of days, so I need to keep remembering that. I'm going to keep doing that as a memory verse. Let me encourage you to do the same if you've got a verse that, that is grabbing you at the moment. So we are going to sing another song. We are going to... Um, uh, I'm going to hand over to Grace then, to uh, who is going to lead our intercessions. Um, so let's join together and sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Ten thousand reasons for my Lord to 
Grace is going to share our intercessions now with us. Thanks, Grace. Thank you. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have this opportunity to pray together. As many of us might have spent this week alone or relatively separate from our friends and family, we thank you for the opportunity to take time to be with one another. Thank you, God, that we are not, you're not far off, God, unconcerned with our daily lives or concerns, but you're right with us even now as we gather. Thank you for sitting next to us, each of us and knowing each of our hearts. You are loving, kind and gentle, but also all powerful and sovereign over every circumstance. Uh, we're not abandoned by you and you'll never leave us. Um, as I was thinking about what to pray for this week, these verses from Matthew 6, 25 kept coming to my mind. It says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So do not worry, but seek first his kingdom. God, thank you so much that um, we can look at the birds of the air. And as we spend time in our gardens or look out of our windows, we can remember that you are there for us as you are with the birds. It's so easy to look um, at what is right in front of us at the moment and what's going on in the world. But help us to look our eyes, lift our eyes to you. Help us to seek your kingdom first and to look to you in everything. Forgive us, Lord, when we look to ourselves or to other authorities and powers to still our fears and calm our hearts. We know that peace can only come from you. God, we ask your Holy Spirit today to come breathe fresh into us this morning as we hear your word and as we fellowship together. We resist the enemy over our fears and worries, things that overtake our minds, and we give them instead to you, Jesus. Our own thoughts and fears can run wild when we look at the news, see the restrictions lift gradually and hear the opinions of others in the media and on social media amongst our friends. 
Help us to keep focus on you and your peace and reign over everything. Um, Lord Jesus, we pray for the NHS, those um, who, we, who are here now that we know of and those that we don't know but are working tirelessly in our communities. We pray you'd give them strength and perseverance, but more importantly, hope as they continue day by day in what may seem like a never-ending task. We pray for the schools reopening soon, that you would give wisdom to the government in such difficult circumstances. Help the teachers to know how to navigate these regulations and that the children wouldn't be too distressed by the unfamiliar rules and the stress that may come from new changes. We ask for your hand to be over them, Jesus. And God, we also lift up um, Kathy Alley, who was taken to Walsgrave Hospital on Tuesday due to having a stroke at home. We pray for her and her husband, Jeff, um, as her speech has been damaged and so is the left side of her body. Help her with any pain or discomfort she may have and give wisdom to her nurses and doctors. May she know your presence during this time, so close to her, and may Jeff know your angels of protection as he supports Kathy. Lord Jesus, thank you that every new day is an opportunity to see you at work in every life around us. Help us to remember to be a support to our loved ones and neighbours and to not be afraid to ask for help if we need it ourselves. Thank you, even though there are so many things to be worried about. You call us to have no fear but to look to you. You are the one that stills our hearts, settles our spirits and gives us peace because we know that whatever happens, you see it all. You know everything. So we hand everything to you, Lord Jesus, all of our worries, all of our thoughts and our tasks for the coming week and give them into your hands, Jesus. Help us to look at the birds this week and to remember your care for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. <clears throat> And I'm hoping Michaela is yeah. there. I can't actually see. I'm oh, here. Brilliant. Okay. Got our Bible reading for us. Go for it, Michaela. Okay. The Lord God has put his spirit in me because the Lord has appointed me to tell the good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort those whose hearts are broken, to tell the captives they are free, and to tell the prisoners that they are released. He has sent me to announce the time when the Lord will show his kindness and the time when our God will punish evil people. He has sent me to comfort all those who are sad and to help the sorrowing people of Jerusalem. I will give them a crown to replace their ashes and the oils of gladness to replace their sorrow and clothes of praise to replace their spirit of sadness. Then they will be called trees of goodness, trees planted by the Lord to show his greatness. They will rebuild the old ruins and restore the places destroyed long ago. They will repair the ruined cities that, that were destroyed for so long. My people, foreigners will come to tend your sheep. People from other countries will tend your fields and vineyards. You will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named the servants of our God. You will have the riches from all the nations on earth and you will take pride in them. Instead of being ashamed, my people will receive twice as much wealth. Instead of being disgraced, they will be happy because of what they receive. They will receive a double share of the land, so their happiness will continue forever. I, the Lord, love justice. I hate stealing and everything that is wrong. I will be fair and give my people what they should have, and I will make an agreement with them that will continue forever. Everyone in all nations will know the children of my people, and their children will be known among the nations. Anyone who sees them will know that they are the people the Lord has blessed. The Lord makes me very happy. All that I am rejoices the Lord. He has covered me with clothes of salvation and wrapped me with a coat of goodness, like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding, like a bride dressed in jewels. The earth causes plants to grow, and the garden causes the seeds planted in it to grow. In the same way, the Lord God will make goodness and praise come from all the nations. This was from Isaiah uh, chapter 61.
Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Nick's going to uh, speak to us this morning and I'm just going to pray for him now. He'll, uh, he'll be doing that in two parts. Um, so I'll hand over to you in just a moment. Thanks, Nick. God, we thank you for your word, which brings us life and is speaks truth and is just such food for our souls. Lord, I pray that you will help Nick now to bring that word to life to us as he speaks it to us. God, will you anoint him and use him and Holy Spirit, come and speak to our hearts the things that you want to say to us as individuals and as your wider, bigger body. Amen. 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 Right, I'm trusting you can all hear me now. Um, oh, good. It, it's, it's rather amusing that everybody's microphone has a slightly different lag so that we all sort of talk out of sync. And when we're singing, there's this sort of gap, as, you, as you've all noticed. Um, if one person's talking, it's great. So I hope you can, um, can, I can see most people, but not everybody. Okay, well, the Bible, as we all know, is a really wonderful book. And as we all know, it can be very complicated. And as we all know, sometimes the best way to read it is just simply to read it and let it say what it's going to say and not get too deep into the what's and why for's. Now, I'm great for the what's and why for's. Um, I love the academic side, but that's not always the best way. So this morning, John wanted to continue to look at the idea of the garments of salvation. And the verse he gave us was Isaiah 60:10. Um, he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. So when I looked at this in Isaiah 61, um, I was asking myself, hmm, how it is, what's the, the, the thinking behind the writer here? So let's just make it really simple and take what it says, and we'll move in the second part of this little talk to talk more about what it means to be clothed in the garments of salvation. So um, thank you for reading that, Michaela. Let's read it through again or look at it through again in little sections and I'm going to take the really obvious statements from each of the sections. And the first one, in the first few verses, you've got words like brokenhearted, captives, to comfort those who mourn, those who are bound. Let's make it simple. What's that telling us? It's telling us that in life, there's going to be problems. <laughs> Simple as that. There's going to be problems. So if we have a, a picture of our Christian life, of sailing through life without any problems and God going ahead of us and cutting a furrow where we all walk rejoicing without any difficulties, you've got it wrong. There are problems. These people were captive. They were taken into slavery. Uh, they were broken hearted. They needed to be comforted. So God allows problems. Let's just accept that. Then the second lines, or the second few lines in verses three to four, <clears throat> we've got this. He will give them a beautiful headdress. He will give them the oil of gladness instead of mourning. So the second thought is, yes, there are problems, but there is blessing in the problems. This is something that is perhaps unique to our Christian faith, that we are called to go through the problems and find the blessing of God whilst we go through the problems. It's not just take the problems away, it's to be blessed whilst we go through them. Then we come to the, um, the next thought in verses uh, 7 on onwards, that there is, though, a taking away. Problems don't last forever. They do come to an end and God will bring an end to all suffering. They shall have everlasting joy. There's this picture in verse seven of almost an exchange where the problem is taken and exchanged for the, for the grace and the goodness of God. Now, this is a sort of uh, semi joke that you can only make in Christian circles, but um, mm -hmm. it is worth making that there was uh, an elderly couple, of uh, which we have a few. Um, and the, the husband was uh, a little naughty. Uh, I'm not saying this is anybody in particular. 
And the wife was much more concerned about uh, sensible things. So she fed him uh, healthy food and, and, and all good stuff and made him exercise. And interesting to see that uh, Boris Johnson just seems to have learned that exercising, keeping your weight down and going outside is really good for you. Um, oh, wow, that's a new one. So the wife uh, treats the husband like this and they live for years and years and years. And eventually they both die together in their 90s. And they go up to heaven and they stand before God in heaven. And there's this wonderful, wonderful banquet and all the good things of God. And, and the man turns to his wife and said, see, if you'd listened to me, we would have got here a lot earlier. <laughs> so it, it's, it's maybe uh, slightly morbid to make the joke that the worst that's going to happen to you is you're going to die <laughs> you know uh, that's the worst that's going to happen to us we're going to end up with God now do you remember the book Treasure Island that, that there's a, a part in Treasure Island where they're being attacked and uh, the little hero of the book um, says to, to one of the mentors there, I, I'm frightened I might die. And, and the guy says, no good Christian person is frightened of death. And then he adds, the dying can be a little bit awkward. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay, we suffer. And our, our life is a period of testing as we come to the end point. And in that, there is suffering. It can be difficult. And whether you are growing your hair now because of COVID or, or whatever, it's a, a challenge. But it's in the challenge that we find God. It's in the challenge we find God's promises. So if we have this picture from Isaiah 61, yes, there are problems. In them, we can find God is glorified, but there's a promise that an end will come. And then we, we, we go to the end of, of the chapter. Um, I will, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. So not only is there an end, I will greatly rejoice. Now, this is written to people who are captive, who are bonded, who are broken hearted. So they're in big problems. But the point is that, that, that the psalmist is making, or Isaiah is making, I will greatly rejoice. In the Lord. Wow, these garments of salvation must be worth having them because they bring out joy in times of great trouble. I, I like the last verse here. Um, for it says, for as the earth brings forth its sprouts and as the garden causes that which is sown in it to sprout. So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations. I see a picture of partnership there. The garden grows, but God causes it to grow. There's a picture of partnership in, in the clothing as well, because God clothes us, but the bridegroom clothes himself. The bride clothes herself, and God also clothes us. So there's a picture of partnership. So if we break down this, we come to the, the following values which come out of this, this, this chapter. There will be trouble, small or large, but there should not be any guilt or blame or shame because we go through trouble. But God gives us joy. We can look forward to better times. Hope. He has clothed me and I put the clothing on. Faith. And finally, partnership. So if we just take this chapter and say, what does it say simply? We see ourselves moving over to the more familiar Christian uh, values of faith, hope, love, joy, all here in the Old Testament. So whatever problems we're in at the moment, here it is, way back with Isaiah. There is joy in our trouble. There is hope that there will, it will come to an end. We need the faith to adopt or put on the, the garments of salvation. And perhaps we need to, to remind ourselves over and again that difficulties come. One of the problems with problems and difficulties is that we do tend to feel guilt. We do tend to feel shame. We ask, what should I have done? 
uh, come back to poor Boris Johnson again. Yeah, maybe if he hadn't have eaten so many pork pies, he wouldn't have been so ill with Corvid V. Who knows? He did admit his weight was 17 stone and he was five foot nine. Um, but he is now saying his weight was one of the problems. But let's remove the guilt. Let's remove the blame. Let's remove the shame and accept that the way for Christians to go forward is to put on the garments of salvation and look for the joy, look for the hope and look for the faith. This is the way that we, we, we have to proceed. So that's Isaiah 61. And I'm going to talk about the Christian interpretation of that in the next part, if I have any time left, John. So I'm going to turn myself off now. Well, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Nick. Yes, we're, we're going to come back to you um, in just a short while. We are going to uh, sing a couple of songs now to lead us into communion, and then we'll come back to Nick for, for part two. Um, so can I, yes, encourage anybody who's not muted themselves yet, if you could mute yourselves, um, that would be uh, helpful so that people don't don't get a lot of cacophony of, of noise, and it enables our own singing and worship to to, to be easier to hear I think. Um, so we're going to start by singing uh, Jesus said that if I thirst. Thank you. 
I know that some people can't see the words as well, so we apologise for that. Uh, so hopefully you remembered all the words for that song anyway. I'm going to read a little bit from Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know what, where I sit and where I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. We're the bride of Christ, and as we're the bride, we want to be ready to meet with the bridegroom. So we're going to spend just a few seconds now, maybe 15 or 20 seconds, just letting the Lord search our hearts and letting him say, remember when he did this? Come and change your life. Be with me. Think about not my holiness. Think about my love. So let's just spend 15 or 20 seconds just searching our own hearts and asking the Lord to shine his love on us. Thank you, Lord, for the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness that you've prepared for us. Lord, as you have searched us and we have searched ourselves, Lord, come and cleanse us, make us anew again, so that we can certainly be your children, your bride, your loved one, Lord. Thank you for changing us. Amen. So let's take the bread together, shall we? And thank God for what he's done in our lives. The wine reminds us of the Lord's blood and uh, we know we've heard already about Kath being ill and so many of us have got things wrong with us as well. But especially for Kath, we want to pray that the Lord's love and joy and, and his, his blessings will be on Kath and Jeff today. But for others that are suffering in their physical and mental capacities today, let's pray for them that as we take the wine, that the Lord will cleanse and heal and do something in their lives in a real way as well. So let's take the wine and remember those and thank God for what he's done in our lives again. Love so amazing so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Amen. And I'm going to hand back to Nick now for part two. Oh, okay, I'm on. I hope you can all hear me. So we've got it's this lovely picture in the end of Isaiah 61, pointing out the idea of the garments of salvation. And I just love the picture of the bride and the groom putting on their own uh, bridal clothes, but also that God clothes them as well. And I like the picture of the garden growing things, but God makes it grow as well. And for me, I see a partnership here. It's not just passive. We just don't stand and are passively clothed, but we have to actively take part in the clothing as well. So what are the, the, the garments of salvation? Well, 
we've got lots of New Testament scripts we could look at, but let's just look at two, which I'm sure everybody's thinking of. One of the obvious ones is 1 Corinthians 13. I'll just read a few verses. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. For as knowledge ceases, so it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So now, faith, hope, and love abide. And these three, but the greatest of these is love. One of the garments of salvation is love with faith and hope. And then Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit. Now, th these aren't exhaustive lists. Don't go making a box and ticking them off. This is a picture of what life should be like in the spirit. And there are some gentle hints here as to how we, we, we should attain this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. We believe in salvation by faith. The salvation is given to us by God. But that does not mean to say we are passive. It says here, we crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. We come back to this picture of partnership, how we put on and how we receive. Now, I said um, initially we we're just going to read the scripture and not do any academic stuff. Well, here's a little bit of academic thinking now. This is where uh, we do actually need um, people who have studied all this stuff in some depth. This is an interesting thought. Um, I'm going to look at Matthew 21, 34 and 35, which is one of the parables of uh, vine growers where, uh, well, I'll read this, but you'll recognize it. But I'm going to look at one word, just one word, and I want you to see it in this, in this little paragraph. And when the time came for the fruit, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they may, re they may receive the fruits of it. And the husbandsman took his servants and beat one and killed the other and stunned another. Now, you're all familiar with the story here. I want to look at these two words, that they may receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took the servants. In English, we've got receive and took. Here's the rub. In Greek, that's the same word. The word is lambano. And we see this word lambano translated here to mean both receive and take. And in truth, if you look up the number of times the word lambano is used in the New Testament, it nearly always means took. But it can mean receive. So it shows you a sort of partnership. There has to be an offering and a taking, although in this case, it may not be much of an offering. But you see the picture. This word has a slightly wider meaning than just receive. The stress of the word is more on to take. 
Let's look at Matthew 26 and 27. And Jesus took a cup. And when he had given thanks to them, he said, drink all of, drink it all of you. Jesus took a cup. And the Greek word is lambano. He takes the cup. So let me read you Acts 8, 15 to 17. All who came down and you prayed for them that they may receive the spirit. Ah, the Greek word here is lambano. So who says it should be translated receive? Maybe it should be translated took the spirit. And verse 17. For they laid their hands on them and they received the spirit. Oh, I could translate that just as relevantly. When they laid their hands on them, they took the spirit. Interesting, isn't it? Now, why is this uh, translated receive a few times and not took? Uh, lots of answers to that question, which we don't have time for this morning, but we might say it was probably a little bit historical. When this was first translated by King James, this was the time when the church was very powerful and did not want to give up any power and the idea that you came to the church to receive the Spirit uh, was more acceptable than the idea that you as an individual went to God and took the Spirit. I suspect there's a little bit of that behind it. But what I want to make, the point I'm trying to make, is that we're looking again at partnership. You receive the Spirit and you take the Spirit. We come back to this little bit uh, in, the, in the verses before, which said in Galatians, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Receiving the garments of salvation is as much about taking as it is about receiving. It's as much about putting on as it is about being given. In other words, we have to make an effort. It's not just sitting still and expecting God to come along and bop it all on our heads. That might be nice, but it isn't how it happens. There is a giving from God and a willingness to take from us, not just receive, but to actively take, to make an effort, to, to try, basically, um, to stir up our faith. I love that little phrase with David where it says that uh, there's that part of the story of David when um, he thought his troops were going to turn on him because there'd been a, a, a difficulty. And it says David encouraged himself. David made the effort to look to God and to encourage himself. So to come back to where we started, yes, there are difficult times. Yes, there are challenges, but God is with us in those challenges. And if we're going to put on the garments of salvation, there is an effort in the putting on of those garments of salvation. What that effort is would be a, a different subject, but it certainly involves prayer. It certainly involves worship and it certainly involves quiet time and reading God's word. But in those areas, we learn to put on the garments of salvation. And then we will receive the, the blessings of love, joy, faith in our difficult times. So maybe COVID is not all bad. It's a tragedy for those who die. But it's also an opportunity for each of us to, to sit down and reevaluate our lives, the, the value of our society. Um, as I think I said last week, uh, many people now are having enforced quiet times with God. It's like God said, not listen to me. I'll make you listen to me. I'll lock you up in your house for six weeks. Now you've got to listen to me. Um, 
there's a little bit of that going on, I think. So in the tragedy, there is blessing. In the tragedy, there is opportunity. And it will come to an end. And many of us are perhaps facing personal tragedies and personal difficulties. We, we pray for Jeff and, and um, the, the problems we've got there. We pray for them. But we pray that they find joy in their difficulty as well. So let me just close with that little thought that we are dependent upon his grace. This is the point of salvation. We're dependent upon his grace. But it behoves us to learn how to take, how to move forward, how to seek that we put on the garments of salvation as well as enjoy them. So let me just close with a prayer. Father, we thank you for the Lord's Prayer that tells us you have delivered us from evil. We trust upon you to deliver us. But we also look at the other parts of the prayer which teach us that we are responsible for our forgiving of others. We are responsible for the holiness of our own lives. Lord, teach us to take Lambano, to take the Spirit, to put on the garments of salvation and then to live in the joy that they give us. Amen. Amen. Mute myself now somewhere. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, God, for your word. Um, we're going to have a short time now of uh, short, sharp prayers, if that's okay. If you can be um, unmuting yourself to, to pray a quick prayer and then mute yourself back again, that would be great finger and and praying uh, expertise not necessarily required <laughs> um, but let's just have an open time now in reflection of what we've heard this morning and then we'll close with a song after that and then we'll have the breakout rooms like we've had the last couple of weeks so don't be shy let's pray I'll start God thank you for that brilliant picture of giving and taking I pray that you'll show us the way that you showed um whoever's servant Elijah's Elijah's servant on um, you know the, the the heavenly host and whatnot God show us this week where we can be taking and where it's receiving from you in a practical way amen Thank you, Lord, for Jacob giving Joseph that amazing coat of many colours. And Lord, we know that the robe of righteousness and the garments of salvation are so much more vibrant and beautiful because of what you've done for us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Our God, we pray that you'll give us a glimpse of your glory. Amen. Yeah, thank you because through difficulties you, we know you more and you gave us more strength and be uh, faithful and thank you for your love and your protection. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you that it is a two-way thing <coughs> that you are willing to give, but we must take. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, give us a deeper desire to want to know you more. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you are our all in all. Thank you, Lord, that wherever we are, you are with us. It, and even though we don't meet in our building, you are here with us. And we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our God, we pray that when you do show us a way out, we not only receive it, but we grasp it with both hands. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the garments of righteousness that you've given us. Help us to put them on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that you allowed the soldiers to put 
the purple robes on you and you allowed them to mock you in order that we might be able to take the robes which you bought for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you have saved us and you are our righteousness. Help us to live in that reality. Amen. 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 Lord, whatever our situation and circumstance this day, help us to know that you are with us and that you have purpose and that there is joy to be had in it, whatever our circumstances, enable us to walk in partnership with you through this day and tomorrow and this week as we um, continue to, con to try and serve you and bless you. Help us, we pray. Amen. Let's finish by singing To God Be the Glory. Um, I'm sorry for those who don't like it. We're going with the newer version, but at least you'll know all the words. Here we go. <laughs>
and we rejoice in you, whatever is going on in our lives. Thank you for this time we've had together this morning. Thank you that your word is alive and active and living and that you are active and living and sovereign over the whole world. God, thank you for who you are. Help us to keep coming back to you, to keep knowing you more and to have you influence us and change us more and more and more. Amen. And we're going to do breakout rooms now, but John's going to do that because he's turned off. If you need to go, don't worry. Yeah, that's fine. But um, if you want to stay, please do. It's lovely to chat.